You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome to the March 3rd edition of Take Him With You. For 2013, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. We got some good stuff for you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Taking With You podcast. How's it going, my dear O? I I believe it's going just fine. I think so, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how's it going with you this week, dear? I've had a week, all right. I've been busy, busy, busy making uh, memory songs. That and falling down the stairs. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's been a good good. Well, crazy week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's been good, kind of. Yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to have a cool program today because I got to uh, go down to your home church. Mm-hmm. And I did a message there that uh, is called uh, uh, Give More, Take Less, or Take Less, Give More. I think I can't remember how it was. Something along that. But it's a cool a story that I share. Plus, uh, we I share that section of scripture where uh, the the guy comes up and asks Jesus how he can uh, have eternal life. And Jesus basically tells him to sell everything he owns, give to the poor, and then come follow him. And we'll talk about that. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting uh, message and a, and a fun program this week. So stick around for that. Anything else you want to say before we get into what we did this week? I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay, we'll be right back after these messages. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a a Mickey Mickey day. Speaking of my buddy, Al, mm-hmm. he just had something really cool happen. Is this going to be about something that you bought and you're going to promise to put it on my iPhone yeah. so I can listen to it? He did an audio book mm-hmm. for a gentleman that wrote about Disneyland. And it is really cool. He did an awesome job with it. And he's the man. He's the guy doing all the the, uh, the narrating on it. So it's really cool. Let me find which one it is because I I bought it from Audible. It's over at Audible now. Sorry. I and sneezed. I'm, what's that? I sneezed. Oh, sorry about that. Okay, here. Let me go look for it real quick so I can... Uh, oh, duh. It's right in front of me. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah, you have to promise to put this on my phone somehow. Yeah. I'm planning on it. I still don't have... It's since, four and a half hours long. Since I've... um redone my phone i got a different phone for my birthday or christmas was it um i still don't have my itunes working right i don't have my itunes library yeah but if this is audible that might be different huh okay so here this is what it's called ready Mm -hmm. it's you can get it at audible.com 
and it's called In the Shadow of the Matterhorn, Intimate Stories About Life, Love, and Laughter at Disneyland by Walter Smith. It's the unabridged uh, version. And look, narrated by Al Kessel. So have you got to listen to it all the way through? Honey, I yeah. haven't had four and a half hours of time. I know. You've been so busy. Wish but we'll I did listen about to soon. about uh, 45 minutes of it cool. when I was working on something I didn't have to talk and do mm-hmm. music at the same time. And yeah. I'm going to listen to the rest of it because it's really hilarious. It's got some great stories in it, and it's very fun. Yeah, that's cool. But Al did a wonderful job. And if you if you know of anybody that needs an audiobook read or any voiceover type of stuff where you need a just an awesome voice like he has um, – Get a hold of me or get a hold of him, um, and I'll I'll get a hold of him if you get a hold of me. But cool. uh, he does great stuff, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to more audiobooks from our buddy Al. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, and they have a great podcast because you just heard all about it. So yeah. mm-hmm. so this has been another crazy week. You have three big projects due. Monday? Is that what it is? Well, okay. Or, I, or some of the parts. I have been working on 28 songs for a company doing memory verse, or memory verse now. Memory, or, um, like history, history memory songs. songs for kids. So I've been busy working on that. I've got, I made it all the way to 20, by uh, the time of this recording, I have 22 of the, no, 20, how many do I have then? 24, 20, you did 24, 22, 25, you still have 20, two more left. No, I did 24. I have four more left. So okay. I have two to do before Monday. Mm-hmm. Plus more. then two long like um, history timeline timelines. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand what they are until they hear them. You know? Mm-hmm. So maybe I should play one. Do you want to hear one? How about the potato famine one or the? No, I'm gonna play the. Um, I'm gonna play the boxer rebellion yeah, because it's. Uh, yeah, I'll just play a little bit. I can't play the whole thing because it's, it's not, not mine. Already, yeah, you're doing it for some. But I'm sure she seconds. wouldn't have any problem. The well, producer, especially if um, you know people are interested in their are curriculum. Interested in their curriculum. Yeah. You can get a hold of us and we'll. we'll Get you the information. Let me play this one. This is called The Boxer Rebellion of 1900. And now you get a feel for what I'm doing. Um, so check this out. The Boxer Rebellion of 1900 With secret warriors who went out and hunted People that were foreign and others like that Named boxers for their skills in hand-to-hand combat They said if you're not Chinese We don't want anyone new So this is what we're going to do Attack foreigners and make them all go away So we keep our traditional ways The Boxer Rebellion of 1900 With secret warriors who went out and hunted People that were foreign Rebellion of 1900, the Boxer Rebellion of 1900, the Boxer Rebellion of 1900, the Boxer Rebellion of 1900, and the crowd goes wild. So these are going to be memory songs that will go with the curriculum. So right. The kids will. It's a school curriculum. Will learn these songs, like uh-huh. when they're riding around in the car, or you know, however. And then when they do the lessons, I'll go, "Oh, I remember that." That's well, the uh, and actually, actually, it's even nineteen hundred. Actually, it's for very young children, mm-hmm. and the idea is to ingrain it in them before they even understand it, mm-hmm. so that when they get to be the age that they do study this in history, mm-hmm. they'll already know it. Yeah. And then they'll go, oh, I I remember that song. And they'll be able to get their tests aced. And if I would have had this type of stuff when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I would have remembered history. I don't remember half this stuff. Yeah. More than half. Mm -hmm. It's not good. When, you know, I mean, we should really be, we should know about our history so we don't repeat it. One of the things I I did with our kid is we did a lot of historical fiction where, we read about real historical events, but I chose stories that had characters mm-hmm. that were like 
their age. Mm-hmm. And so that they would learn about the history, but it made it more interesting and you got some emotional involvement because you want to know what, what was going to happen with the characters. And right. So, yeah. At least I remember the stuff. I'm not sure if they did. <laughs> there's some really great series out there. Um, American Girl. And, yeah. And um, I think we we did one called American Adventures that was a lot of fun. And Yes. I, history was my favorite subject, actually. So I was kind of a history book geek. I loved reading biographies and stuff as a kid. You'd like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I always have like biographies and stuff. Well, yeah. I have I have something special I want to do for somebody. Yeah. But before I do it, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your week was like? Because I had to look for it on this computer. Okay. So you tell us a little bit about your week. I'll I'll be listening in. Mm. Tell us about your week. Oh dear. Let me see. Let me see. Um. Yeah. I did a lot of work, and I got to spend um, Friday with my mother and my sister and her daughter as we were getting my uncle's house ready to um, put up for sale. Yeah. And so a lot of packing and moving around and cleaning, and, and we're not done yet. But Are you tired of it yet? Um, maybe a bit. I think I'll really be tired of it come next Sunday because next Thursday afternoon we're setting up for a big estate sale. Then Friday and Saturday we're going to be doing the estate sale, living estate sale. And then I'll come home. So I'll be gone for three days next week. Plus, I have a really heavy work schedule next week. So by the time I do our podcast next Saturday night, I may be kind of like going, <laughs> I might be, we should do it on zombies and I could just be a character going, uh. I don't know about that. Uh, you don't think so? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of, did you find what you were looking for yeah, now? Yeah, I've been listening to everything you've been saying. <laughs> I, I pay attention to you all the time. Mm-hmm. I hear everything you have to say. Sometimes I think it's a male trait to have selective hearing, though, sometimes. Like when you say, hey, honey, can you take out the garbage and recycling? They're kind of full. And, and they're Who, Was that you there. saying that? They're still there the next day. <laughs> So I think sometimes men have selective hearing, but yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are you going to play? Well, I have something special that I have to do real quick. Okay. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what? one of our biggest awesome listeners ever, uh-huh. he's so cool. Our, I was going to say biggest fan, but I don't know if he's a fan. He's more of a, uh, he listens every Sunday morning to our program. Mm-hmm. And I'm celebrating because he not only got a new job, mm-hmm. but he also is celebrating his birthday, everybody. Yay. It's none other than our good buddy from the Fringe Casting Podcast, the the uh, Packers Fan Podcast, and tuning in with Wayne Henderson and what other, what else say that? Christmas Memories with Wayne Henderson. And he used to do a lost one. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Henderson celebrates his birthday, and I wanted to wish him a happy birthday. So here you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wayne. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wayne. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wayne. Happy birthday to you. Thank 
many more, many more, many more. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Wayne! Woo! So, what do you think? Well, you know, it's nice to have a little dose of pseudo Scottish punk rock happy birthday songs. Scottish punk lot. rock? That would have been happy birthdays to you. <laughs> Wasn't that a little bit of like. I a, don't think it was anything Scottish. You don't think so? I don't even know how to do a Scottish accent. I can't do it. Watch out. Your cat is on the prowl. What are you talking about there, lass? Oh, there. I see a wee little kitty cat. Yeah. With a gray stripes on him. <laughs> nice little whiskers. You yeah. think he's looking for a beer or a pint? A pint of cream, maybe? I guess he wouldn't drink beer now, would he? Probably not. So, Wayne, happy birthday. Happy we don't birthday, usually do happy Wayne. birthday greetings on our podcast, but I just happened to... And guess what? I got him for his birthday. What? The new Striper album. Really? It's not out yet, though, so you I know, couldn't gift y- it to him. You and Wayne have a lot in common. We do have a lot in common. You I really like him. We both have been in Christian rock bands. Yeah, we have. You both are computer geeks. We both have um, mustaches. Musician, computer You forgot the mustaches. Nerds. Say it. Mustaches. Thank you. And you both have and? wives... You both have glasses. Uh-huh. You both have wives that like to escape out into the garden what for else? peace. That's right. And, <laughs> and what else do we, we have in common? Um, you both have iPhones. Uh-huh. And? iPads. Uh-huh. And? And wives that like to escape Apple outside TV. your garden. Said, <laughs> you keep saying that. I don't know. Why, that, why is that funny? That doesn't make any sense. Why because, is that? That's not funny, is because, um, it? Is it funny to you, Wayne, that <laughs> she's of, saying this? It's not funny to me. musicians and podcasters and, uh-huh. and make, like to make noise. There's only one difference. <laughs> there's, there's only one difference. What, what are you laughing about? Oh. She's in the weird giggle mood. Okay, so the only big difference is he's got a great voice and I don't as not the same as him. He's got an awesome voice. Oh, my gosh. And if you need any voiceover work done and you don't want me to do it, Either Wayne or Al are your men. Yeah, they have kind of like the radio DJ. Except for the funny thing is, is well, Wayne was a radio DJ, though, for a while. And so was I. But you were a radio DJ, too, for like 12 years. Yes, I was. Yeah. but um, That's the thing I should write down. I was a radio DJ. Really? Nope. No. Apparently not. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. That one wouldn't be a bestseller, I don't think. So what did I do this week? What did you do this week? I made history songs. Yes. And I started, uh, I also am writing video game songs that I have to get done. And, and then I signed, an, I'm signing another contract for another video game coming up. And I can't share what it is. working on a video for the Gulf Coast again, right? I got one of them done. I have four more to go. Uh-huh. And I start work on that. And people may ask, how is it, Rick, that you are able to do three big projects at one time? I don't sleep. Well, and also, um, for people who work in... My brain goes 100 miles an hour. Work in this industry. Yeah. And you're put, you, you're, She's putting her hands up like I, she's like... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm she's gesturing. To, I'm talking with my hands. She's gesturing to the great oceans. For... People in this industry. People who do projects for other people. People doing projects for people. Yeah. What happens is you will complete a phase and you send it off to the producer or the, I don't know, the client. The producer or the client, yes. And they, they will... Listen to it. They review it. Review it. Make notes on it. Make notes on it. And then, then possibly send back changes. edits or changes. I've done many changes on the history song. Um, and on the video game. And stuff. on the video. And a few on the video. Mm-hmm. But, but what happens is in the time, sometimes a client. Because of time zones. Sometimes, of time a, zones. sometimes a client won't get back to you for... Five to 25, 35 hours. So what? Not usually 35. But sometimes if they're busy and have things going on in the weekend or whatever, you right. had a client Well, move. you got to remember, most of my clients, well, I do have clients on the West Coast, but I'll have clients of three hours away on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then 
I've got a couple of main clients over in Australia, uh-huh. and they're 19 hours ahead. Yeah. So it's tomorrow there. So you might finish something, but it might be in the middle of their night. So you Correct. have to wait for them to wake up. So when they wake up wake in the morning, right. It, and, then they have to listen to it. And they might not even have time to listen to it because some Until of them have work. day jobs. Right. So, yeah. they. So, anyway, the the what I was pointing out is the reason why you're able to work on three big projects at once is because while you're waiting to get feedback on one project, you can, can work, work on, on the another. Other. And that's really the... if I It's the only way that we can make get money. close to paying bills. Yes. <laughs> Is have is this juggling I'd much, act? And I'd much rather do the juggling act because it does pay the bills versus Only not having, having any work. One thing and and going a couple days without any work and yeah yeah. yeah. So, so it is kind of a little bit crazy, but um, yeah. And I've got some work coming up. I think I I, st- I did a job for a new client this week that really liked me, and so it was a medical um, voiceover tra- medical training company, mm-hmm. and they liked me so much that. Uh, they hired me for two jobs this week, and I did them in the middle of the night so I could get them done because mm-hmm. I was I had the other ones going on. And then uh, they liked me so much they said they'd hire me again. So, And what's kind of nice about that kind of voiceover job is that you can do it like usually in one to two days and get paid. So that's kind of nice because mm-hmm. some of these Actually, other I did ones... Actually, I did this project. In 24 hours, I did the entire project and got paid and the next day it was in the bank. And the other ones, while they might be more fun take weeks, for you. Take weeks. Because of the creative process, yeah. doing the music and doing the singing. Um, they might be more fun and more challenging. But in the long run, you make less money. Yeah. Because the hours of spent the hours and hours that are spent on getting the music just right and getting the singing just right. Yeah, some clients are more picky than others. Mm-hmm. And so like the video folks that I'm working with are really awesome, but they're not super picky. So so it's, it, I mean, they want what, they want a professional product mm-hmm. and I give them the best I can. But, uh, and I have to edit a few things here and there. But then I have another uh, clients that I work with, some of the other clients that are so specific about what they want that um, I don't even think that the first thing I turn in is going to be anything like what I finally do, mm-hmm. you know. And so actually now I bid with them more than I used to because I know it's going to take me longer and it, it'll, I don't want to lose money. It'll take you about it. four times longer right. than you think it right. should. And now maybe. I'm actually um, contracting other singers to work on it, like if they need a girl singer or something mm-hmm. like that. And so that I have I have other people that sing on some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a girl. I'm not a girl. You did a pretty good Julia Child one. Ah, so. Julia Child. You stuffed the chicken. <laughs> that wasn't all you stuffed. <laughs> oh, mercy. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So my week has been really busy with work, and then I I had one little accident this week that bummer 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 because ouch, I um I yeah, was I was going into the studio. Swollen. Okay, so to to go we built our garage into a studio into a family room, and then when the kids got older and moved out, then we made it into a my studio when I moved. Technically, here. we still have two children living at home, but yeah. But, anyway, yeah. anyway, they we don't. Yeah. So anyway, this is my studio. Well, you have to step down two stairs, and from... they're kind of steep stairs. I'm not quite sure. Steep we, stairs. I'm not quite sure we did them to code because of space that we had. They're a little bit. They're it a little doesn't bit more than that. Let's just uh, suffice it to say that yeah. when I was trying to go down the steps, I tripped. And I knew, I thought, oh my gosh, here we go again, because it's a cement floor here. Well, and I there thought, is carpet on top of the cement, but Yeah, but I thought, cement. oh no, because last time I fell, I broke both my elbows, you know. Yeah. Uh, so this time, I grabbed a hold of the French doors that were going into the room yeah. and stopped myself from falling down. But it just kind of, it just kind of slowly sat me on my butt on one of the stairs, you know. Well, actually, on the box that I shouldn't have had on the stairs. Yeah, well, it, it saved me from going down further. But yeah. anyway, uh, what happened was the back of my hand caught the the hinge or the 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 latch part because mm-hmm. I have to latch the door so the dog doesn't break in when I'm talking. But she still does. Yeah, and yeah. 
unfortunately, I took the weight of my body on the back of my hand, and it actually ripped the skin off the back of my it, hand, and then it swole nasty. up and nasty, yeah. nasty. So now, I can't play the guitar right now because it, uh, my hand is swollen. What day did you do that? Was that I was gone? No, you were here. No, I, I. Yeah, you were no, here. I guess I was here. here. So was I it think Tuesday? it was Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad because it's still swollen, and this is Saturday. Yeah, and it, and we've been putting stuff on it to make sure. I probably should have gone and had it looked at, but oh well. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm recovering. My hand hurts, but. Uh, but he's not sure what he's going to be able yeah, to play to, guitar at church tomorrow. We might I get creative to, and do some soundtracks or something. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, that was your crazy week, and hopefully yeah, so you, we could use some prayers for Rick's for my hand, hand to totally recover. I'm just glad I didn't hurt it worse because I could still work. Yeah. And I can you, play piano. You also hurt your ankle when you fell Yeah, but you know, stairs. we iced it, and I'm fine. Yeah, it I'm was fine. just a couple of days, like a light sprain, and, yeah. and I go, well, at least you don't have a, a job that you have to be on your feet all day walking around. True. You mean, he has to just kind of hobble into the studio and work, which is like 10 yards from the... Kitchen. Yeah, our accountant asked us, well, so how far do you travel to work? And I said, uh, uh, a few feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. not really even 10 yards. No. That's, no. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm fine. I'm, and I'm sure it'll all heal up and be fine. Yeah. So so there you go. How yeah. exciting of a week did we have, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, why people I, like listening to us talk about I've this. Thought, but. I thought um, you should maybe work in a padded room, but you kind of do with all these um Curtains, curtains around yeah. you. It looks like you're My in a padded curtains. room. <laughs> um, were you happy with the American Idol uh, finals? Um, not hundred percent. They have their top twenty now, or ten. They have twenty now. Okay, they have right. ten girls and ten. Boys. So they do they go on the big program or do they cut them down to twelve? I think America will vote from. America will vote. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if there's still one more group that goes through. The, um, Favorite TV show of this season so far? Hmm. I got to remember. Now that we have the hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, like a new one that we've just started watching? Or? No, it was just this season. This year we've been watching it. What's your favorite? NCIS? I've always liked NCIS. But like out of the new shows, the first one that came to my mind is kind of a sci-fi show that you and I watch together. Continuum? Mm -hmm. I haven't been watching it. Oh. I need to, though. I like it. Yeah, but I, it's Like kind I said, I've been different. so busy. I, I mean, I fall. Here's what happens to me. Continuum is a, by the way, a sci-fi channel film probably in the B.C. area. Uh, yeah, it actually already aired in Canada, the yeah. whole series. And they picked it up for another season. So okay. we're watching it new now down mm -hmm. here in the States. But I like it. It's mm -hmm. good. But here's how it works with me. I'll, I'll get done at like 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night, and then I don't want to go to sleep right away. Mm -hmm. So I'll put on a TV program. And then fall asleep in your chair. Yeah, and in like five minutes, I'm snoozing. I'm snoring. And and I wake up, and I've missed the plot of the whole thing. So I got, so it takes me days to watch one stupid program. Yeah. I've had What's that up with problem? that? <laughs> I, think I don't like that. I think it's our age, because sometimes I'll yeah, try watching. Back, back when I was young, I could sit through a TV program. <laughs> yeah, well, our daughter is um, now a stagehand for a pretty big play in the our beauty, area. Beauty of the Beast, and tale as old as time. They have, uh, <laughs> thank you. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> They have eight performances, <laughs> so she had to be there for all the rehearsals. Kill the beast. The rehearsals for like the dress rehearsal. She tells people where they're supposed to be. That's pretty and good she for her because she's really bossy. I don't think she'd appreciate you saying that, but she's spunky, spunky woman. We do have a spunky daughter. Yes. Yes, and. So she has to tell people to be quiet if they get loud behind the sets. And she has to make sure they have the props they're supposed to take on. Mm -hmm. And she... So she's doing that every she's night She's doing forever. that every night. And, on the um, weekends. And they sold out the first seventh performances, so they added an eighth. Eesh. 
So next week it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This week it was just... Oh, oh, oh. hee, hee, hee. Okay. Luminaire. Yeah. I know that I know the gentleman who's playing Luminaire. Well, that's nice. Yes. He's taking So pictures. you're going to see it tomorrow. My mother and I are gonna go see Beauty and the Beast tomorrow. I told so her how it's are you gonna a meet Mother's Day present. We're just gonna meet at Dennis Company. Down so then the you street. can say uh, how, you can tell me how you met your mother. Okay. How I met your mother. Yeah. It's a TV show. Yeah. It's not one I watch. But right. Okay. All right. Well, we've rambled enough now. I think yeah. we should probably. Okay. So here's what we're going to do for this particular episode. Instead of doing a topic of the week, we're actually going to play a message that I did at the Raymond First Baptist Church where my wife grew up. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody will enjoy it. It's not overly, um, what do you call it? I don't usually do really religious sermons anyway, so. Well, you try to be practical so that people can apply the Bible to Yeah, so don't just shut off our podcast life. and go, I don't want to listen to this stupid guy preach. Um, no, it's, it's better than that. And, um, you know, you try to keep the sermons between 20 and 30 minutes, so it shouldn't be too long. Right, and we're not going to come back at the end. You're just going to end, and then you'll hear music. So you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm tired and you're tired and... So should I say this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved right now? Well, you just did. I just did. <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at takenwithyou.com. Um, you can email either one of us, rick at takenwithyou.com, amy at takenwithyou.com, uh-huh. or get a hold of us at our Facebook accounts. This is correct. Facebook.com forward slash Rick Moyer, Rick.Moyer, actually, or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. That's right. So, And if you're listening to this thousands of years in the future, uh-huh. you can get a hold of us by... Grabbing a hold of a time machine, dialing it back to 2013, and coming to our house, and you can uh, contact or us that y- way. you can just say, hey, God, can you give them a message? Because we'll be in heaven. Oh, I didn't know God was into being a medium. Well, I mean, I don't know. You could ask him if you give a message. I want to get a message to my my friends of the past. I don't Except think so. for it'd be in the future, a thousand years in the future. You said, "I don't plan no, on if you're a thousand years in the f- future, you can come back and visit us." Never mind. It it obviously didn't I work. Think it wasn't we, funny, was I it? I think we have too Jeez. many sci-fi things Jeez. that we watch with time travel. Give me a break. We will be back <sighs> next week, though. So stick around, enjoy the message, and we'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was. How are we going to pray for people? Well, do you pray at the beginning of your message? I guess I do. So okay. the prayer on the message will do <laughs> for this week. If not, but send, hey, send you us know, your prayer request. Yeah, you can always send us a prayer. We you. love to pray for people. So just send us an email with your prayer request and we'll pray. Yeah. Okay. Blessings, everybody. Have a great week and enjoy the message. Bye, Amy. Lord, thank you again for your word. Your Bible is so good to us. When we really don't know what to do, we can read and we can see things that open our hearts to all that you have for us. And a lot of times it's opposite of the way we would do it. And that's what's so good about it. It corrects us and it opens us to change and gives us something to think about. And we're grateful for it. So this morning... As we look at your word, as you've promised in your Bible, that is, as if we would gaze into it, that you would set us free and give us liberty to live the way that you want us to live. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to look at your word, and then we're hopefully going to live the way it says. And we thank you again for your Bible in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you would, uh, we are going to be in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 27. And I want to read it first in the New American Standard Bible, and then I'm going to read it to you in the message, because it's a little more story-like. And then I'm going to share a little story with you, of course. 
Uh, and then I'm going to give you a few points on what I think that the, uh, what was being said in this particular part of Scripture. So we come upon Jesus here. He is out doing his thing. He's speaking to bunches of people. And up comes a young man. They call him the rich young ruler. Now, we know that he was wealthy. I don't know if he was a ruler. And I don't know why they call him a ruler because I don't see a lot of that in there. But he had a lot of wealth. So here he comes. And we'll start with verse 17. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him, this is Jesus, and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Great question. And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And then come follow me. But at these words, he was saddened and he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With people it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. And everybody says, Amen. Now, let me read it to you in the Message Bible, because I think this is a really interesting way to hear the story. Just, I didn't put this on the screen, so just sit back and enjoy this. As he went into the street, a man came running up and greeted him with great reverence and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. You know the commandments. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, teacher, I have from my youth kept them all. Jesus looked at him hard in the eye and loved him. He said, there's one thing left. Go sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth will be heavenly wealth. And come follow me. The man's face clouded over. This was the last thing he expected to hear. And he walked off with a heavy heart. He was holding on tight to a lot of things and not about to let go. Looking at his disciples, Jesus said, Do you have any idea how difficult it is for people who have it all to enter God's kingdom? The disciples couldn't believe what they were hearing, but Jesus kept on. You can't imagine how difficult. I'd say it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for the rich to get into the kingdom of God or God's kingdom. That set the disciples back on their heels. Then who has any chance at all, they asked. Jesus was blunt. Go figure. No chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. Every chance in the world if you let God do it. Now that is an interesting perspective of that story, isn't it? I believe it's entirely possible to have things own us instead of us own things. Think about that just for a moment. What are the things that you treasure or hold materially close to you? It's different for everybody. Each one of us has things in our life that we love, that if we were to have them gone tomorrow, we would be sad. Anybody relate? Sure. Don't take away my computer. That would be bad. I like it. I don't know what it is for you that you would be sad if you lost it tomorrow, but 
All of us have things that sometimes can overwhelm us and pretty soon we are being dictated to by the thing instead of us using the thing to do what we want. It was many, many years ago. I'm a musician and obviously I love to play music and I'll never forget um, getting a guitar that I just loved. It was the kind Neil Diamond played. I know. It was a thing called um, an ovation guitar, which had a rounded back. It wasn't wooden. It was this uh, kind of a rounded plastic that they used. It was really cool. And it had a really cool flower pattern on it. And it was purple, my favorite color. And I'll never forget getting that guitar. And I used it and used it for ministry. We went, I mean, it went down to Mexico many times with me. We played on all the mission trips. I, I played it in church every Sunday. I played it in church every Wednesday. I played it at Bible studies. I played it for um, leadership dinners. I, I played that thing and played I changed the strings on that so many times. I got calluses on my hands. That guitar was my favorite thing ever. I used it for everything. And I used it for God. And I'll never forget, we were going to a church at the time that had... Uh, Two different bands. One band would play on one Sunday, and then the next, the other band would play on the other Sunday, and so we'd alternate back and forth. And it wasn't my Sunday to play that, that Sunday. And I was out in the congregation, and worship music was going on, and I looked up and I saw this guy, and he was playing a guitar, and, and he was having a great time, and he it sounded beautiful, and worship was going on. And I'll never forget, I don't know how God speaks to you, but he speaks to me in... Pretty practical ways. I don't hear a booming voice. or I don't hear Rick or anything like that. Usually it's in an idea or something that I know is not me because I would never think it myself. That's usually what God does for me. So I'm standing there and worship's going on and I just all of a sudden felt this churning in my stomach. Get this. I felt like I was supposed to give my guitar to this guy. And I went, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. He's got a guitar. Well, there's a story behind that. So I listened for a moment and then just brushed it off. And service got over and everything, and I didn't think anything of it. Went back to my office, and my guitar is hanging on the wall there. And, and I was working at the church at Simon there's hanging on the wall, and I looked at it, and I went, that's a pretty cool guitar. I like that guitar. And then again, that gnawing feeling. You really need to give that to that guy. I'm like, no way. You've got to be kidding. So a week goes past, and I play my guitar and play my guitar. And Sunday comes up again, and I get up there to play my guitar. And who happens to be standing right in front of me? That guy. And all during worship service, I'm playing the guitar. And it's not my guitar. That's his guitar. But I'm not saying a word. Two more days go by after the worship service and a, fr a young man um, who had been coming to our youth group said, Rick, would you go up to, uh, would you go up to Olympia with me? I want to buy a video game and I want you to come with me. So I get in the car with him and we're driving to Olympia and he says, so what's, been, what's God been speaking to you lately? And I just casually mentioned, well, honestly, <laughs> I think I was supposed to give my guitar away. And he goes, really? He's really young, brand new believer. I love it when, you, when you're with a brand new believer because they actually dare to believe God. They haven't got programmed to not listen anymore. You know what I mean? And, and he goes, well, tell me the details. So I told him a little bit. And he goes, so you haven't done it yet? How come? And I'm like, you don't understand. It's expensive. It's the only guitar I have. I, I can't afford to buy another guitar. You know, I'm thinking all this in my head. And, but here's the faith of a child. You know, he just looks at me and goes, why haven't you done it yet? I didn't have any excuse. So we get up, he buys his video game, and I'm pouting the rest of the way back to town. We get back, and I know what I have to do. Oh, just making me crazy. So the days count down until Sunday when I know I'm going to see him again. I overhear him talking to a friend, who, and he says, I can't even believe this. He says to this friend, Oh, man, I'm just having a stressful week. I had to 
sell my guitar to uh, pay for some bills, tax bills or something like that. And he goes, so I'm borrowing a guitar from a friend this morning, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I really got to do it. You know? So they get done with worship service, and I figured this is what I'm going to do. I just went right straight to him, and I said, hey, I have something for you. Why don't you come back to my office real quick? So he walked back to the office, and I just pulled it. I had it in this nice case. Everything was with it. I just handed it to him and said, hey, this is yours, and uh, do with it what you will. And he just kind of looked at me with this weird look on his face. Now, I'm just freaking out inside. This is not something I would normally do because I really held it close. But I gave it to him, and he just, with tears in his eyes, and then he told me real quickly the story that, that was just crazy, what was going on in his life. And this was a huge God thing. And he took it, and he played that guitar, and he played that guitar, and he played that guitar. For years to come, he played that guitar. But you, here's the rest of the story. I don't have a guitar anymore. And I'm supposed to be leading worship. I borrow one from a kid from the youth group. It's horrible. It doesn't sound good. It's out of tune all the time. It was awful. A week goes by and I'm like, okay, so God tells me to give away my guitar and then he doesn't take care of me? What's up with this, huh? huh? Well, I was a little naive because how many know that if you do what God asks you to do, he will take care of you? He always does. I don't know why I ever question it, but I do. It was a week later that I was invited to come speak at a youth retreat for the Assemblies of God um, youth group retreat uh, up in the mountains somewhere, mountain retreat. And I said yes. So I climb into a, a, a truck. They take me all the way up into the mountains and I have this big thing planned. And I get there. And uh, this is the funny part. I had borrowed a guitar from the local music center the most expensive guitar I'd ever played in my life. And he said, oh, I'll just take it and play it. You'll love it. I'm like, oh, you don't, don't do this to me. He goes, no, just take it with you. So I took it with me and I plug it in, you know, and everybody's getting their stuff ready to go. And the lead guy comes to me and says, I need to talk to you for a minute. So I go off with him out into the snow by the mountains. It was picturesque. And he says to me, I don't normally do this. And I goes, I, didn't, I know I didn't promise you any offering or anything. But he goes, I felt led to give you this. And he hands me a check. All right. Not kidding you now. The check was for the exact amount that if I wanted to buy the guitar that the guy had let me borrow, I could have it. Well, I didn't have to think. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, obviously this is, you know, oh, knock, knock, knock. Hello, Rick, this is God talking to you. And I'll never forget, I took that check and I put it in my pocket, called Amy, and I said, I don't even know how this works, but this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I still <coughs> played and played and played and played and played and played and played that guitar. And guess what? That guitar, even though I love it and I still have it, I don't hold it the same way I did. In fact, I don't hold any of my stuff the same way I did. Because you never know when God will require you to give it to someone because they might need it. See, what was going on was a lack of faith on my part that God would take care of me if I took care of someone else. But did you know that is what God has called us to do as Christians? It's not like he's going to jump out of the sky and hand somebody a guitar. He has to use us. Well, he doesn't have to, but he does. He chooses to. And if we are available to be vessels for God to give to others, way more stuff can happen. The problem is, is when we get involved and think that we're not going to be taken care of. The problem was here is even though I was using them for good things like, like worship services and all that stuff, it still held a place in my heart. It was still owning me and I wasn't owning it. But I believe all of us are like the rich young ruler in many ways. It's really not about the money or the possessions or the guitar. It's about the place they hold in our heart. And you know, you don't have to be a rich young ruler to have the problem. It's not about how much money you have. It's about whatever you do have. Does it hold your heart? I learned this in Mexico when I would go on mission trips 
And I would meet people that I thought us U.S. guys were going down and going to teach them a lesson. We're going to bless their socks off. What I found out is I learned more from them than they learned from me. Because, see, they didn't hold things the same way we Americans do. They would actually stop on the way to church. wouldn't even start on time because they would stop and talk to the neighbor. Or they would put somebody's cow in and stand there and talk to them because the people were more important than the service starting. That's, that's really foreign to us. But it shouldn't be. And what they do have, I mean, I remember going to one guy's house that he had a, a Fred Flintstone cookie jar that he thought was the greatest thing in the world. We would have put it in the flea market for 50 cents. He thought it was a million bucks. And he gave me a cookie out of it. <laughs> but see, that's, that's, they think different than we do because they're grateful for whatever they have. And the thing doesn't own them. They own the thing. Here's a few keys that I learned from the rich young ruler. Number one, he wanted a spiritual life. He wanted eternal life. Why else would he come and knelt down before? He got part of it right. He knelt down before God and said, what do I do to get eternal life? He didn't expect the answer, but he did at least come to God and humbled himself before him. So that's a good thing that we learned. Second thing we learned is that he tried to get there by following the rules. And he kind of overestimated his goodness. Now you tell me, if Jesus was to say to you, okay, did you honor your father and your mother? Did you commit adultery? And you said, how many of us could say this? I did it all. Well, first off, we know he's not being truthful because nobody can. That's why we need Jesus. So he's overestimating his goodness. See, the things own him and he's a, he's a, he's a check the box guy. I did this, I did this, I did this. Okay, give me. But he overestimated his goodness. He thought he could do it himself. If we, if, folks, if we could do it ourselves, we wouldn't need Christ. That's the whole point. That Jesus came and died on the cross for us and rose again because we couldn't do it ourselves. And then, number three, I learned this. I learned that he was disappointed when he couldn't follow another rule. But he had to let go of the possessions that owned him. You see... There's something about having things and having a lot and being wealthy that can sometimes change our attitude about life. And we think that we have it all together and we're in a position of power. I've seen friends that will come into sudden wealth and all of a sudden they change. And I've always prayed, God, I don't I think I'm ever have to worry about this because I think God keeps us humble by, you know, meeting our needs and that's about it. <laughs> But, there's, but I've seen friends that, well, seriously, their personality changes. And I don't want to be around them anymore. Because all of a sudden, they, they have this kind of power feeling that goes on. Well, this rich young ruler was disappointed because he couldn't just follow another rule. What must I do, Jesus? And Jesus told him what he should do. Okay, well, there's one thing you lack. Go sell all that you own, give to the poor, and then come follow me. And can you imagine the look on his face? When he realized, I've got a lot of stuff. And I do a lot of things. I don't know if I can give this up. That's why he went away sad. Because he knew he couldn't check the box. And then number four, he had a choice to walk away or seriously let go. And he chose to walk away. That's sad. But how many of us do it? Number five, he didn't realize the power of giving more and taking less. Some of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my life are the ones that seriously consider giving more than they take. And I have met some really cool people like that. Some of them are in this room. And that to me is what really displays the character of Christ in someone's life when they realize. You think about Jesus and what he did. He gave far more than he took. And he's our example. And I, when I see people like that, and I'm not talking just about money. I'm not talking about possessions. I'm just talking about the life that people give. 
They give far more than they take. And those are the type of people that I want to be like. But this rich young ruler, he didn't realize that. He didn't realize the power of giving more and taking less. And then the last thing that I learned from, I mean, I learned a lot more than this, but this is how many I could share in the time allotted. The best way to be free from things owning us is to trust God for them, to be thankful to him, not to them. Spending a week without any power and eating in the dirt and not being able to go to a fast food place and having roads that, that weren't really roads and just seeing poverty. Spending a week with people was so eye-opening. What we would do is we would, uh, we would take a whole bus full of kids down into Mexico into a village and they would experience that for a whole week. We, I learned more about it than the kids did, I think, because it was so, I'd never seen anything like that. But then what we would do is we'd get in the bus to come home, we'd come across the border, and we'd take them to Knott's Berry Farm. And you would think that they'd all be excited to do that. And of course we were. Civilization! Ah. You know, the kids would run in, and we'd give them a ticket and let them go. They were all stinky and everything. They hadn't had showers. I feel bad for the people at Knott's Berry Farm. But we let them go. And... You know, by the end of the day, when they came back on the bus, instead of being all excited, they were all sad. We did it on purpose. And then a wonderful discussion ensued every time after that. And it was about how much we take for granted and how lavish we live in comparison to most of the world. And there was a few kids that felt pretty ashamed at their attitude. And I have to admit, I felt pretty bad too because I realized, wow, it takes a few bucks and some entertainment to make me happy. And these folks don't have that and they don't get that. They have to live that way. How do I, what do I do? And it really forced my perspective on things to realize that it's not the things that should make us happy. And when I'm thankful... Now, I'm thankful for my family, thankful for my relationship with God, I'm thankful for the blessings in my life, but I'm, the things themselves can always be replaced. But being thankful to God changes our perspective on everything. It, it, it makes us give more and take less. Serving God with our whole heart means letting go and trusting that God will take care of us. It's the opposite in the kingdom of God than it is in the world. Instead of hoarding everything that comes our way, we're supposed to give it away to help others. So what I've learned over this many years of serving Christ is that the adage of take less and give more really works. When I do that, that I'm taken care of. And I may have said this before here, but the water boy never goes thirsty. You ever been to a football game or a basketball game? And I used to be the manager of the football team for junior, junior high Grizzlies. Go Grizzlies. I know, you guys, are, you guys are seagulls, but whatever. Grizzlies are bigger than seagulls. And I'll never forget being in the locker room and, and having the coach come up to me and say, okay, Moyer, you're the one serving the Gatorade and the water to the team this, this uh, thing. So I rode, ride the bus out of town and I was in charge of making sure the cooler was all full of everything. And, and I, every time I, a player wanted something, I'd go get him the water, give him the, the Gatorade stuff. I'd get it out to them. And then I realized, gee whiz, man, I have complete access to everything I want. I got snacks, I got the Gatorade, I got the water. And why did I get that? Because I was the one giving it out. And it occurred to me, years later, the water boy never goes thirsty. So let's be water boys. I encourage every one of us to think about how we can break out of our selfishness and begin to give. Be a water boy. It might not be water, and it might not be snacks. 
But it could be a smile. It could be a note. It could be some encouragement. It might be a pat on the back. It might even be something that they never know we do for them. But we do it because we love them. Let's pray. Lord, we are blown away by you. You are so, you're so challenging to us. And we want to be givers like you are. Help us and forgive us of our selfishness. And help us to be people that would learn to give more and to take less. Thank you that you provide for us and that we can trust you. And even when we hold stuff close to us, even when we do that, Lord, you forgive us and you help us to let go of those things and to hold on loosely to those things that are just things. Help us cling to you and cling to those that we love. And help us be givers, we pray. Thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. And thank you again for your Bible. It is so refreshing and so good for us. In Jesus' name, amen.